0: a podcast dedicated to in-depth discussion of K-pop. We're your hosts, Stephen Knight.
1: And Scott Toronto.
0: And on this episode, we're discussing recent releases in K-pop. Scott, I'm thinking of this as sort of our emergency roundup episode because the, the releases are piling up and we haven't had a chance in a while to discuss them.
1: Yeah, our schedule has been off a little bit and there are so much great music coming out. So um, we couldn't wait to the end of the month to talk about some of this stuff. So I'm glad we're here uh, picking some of our, our standout tracks to discuss. Before we get started, uh, we talked about maybe since we had
0: brought up the events in South Korea, the the political turmoil there, that we might want to acknowledge that we've reached, uh, I don't know if we can say the end of it, but we've reached <laughs> an important milestone in that drama, which is that uh, President Park has been officially impeached.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. We mentioned this what it was maybe our first or second episode so this is going back like six months ago that you know the scandal really broke and it's taken this long with a lot of public pressure and protest to finally get to this point but it is it is kind of nice to see like you said maybe not a final conclusion but at least kind of an ending to this story
0: it's been a very impressive exercise of democracy
1: yeah pretty crazy for such a i mean a relatively very young democracy as well.
0: Right, yeah.
1: But, let, but let's talk about music. Uh, let's talk so, about music. So over the past few weeks, we've had a lot of big releases and smaller releases that are very good. Stephen, do you want to start us off? What have you been really digging lately?
0: <laughs> sure. Well, this is one of the reasons I really wanted to do a wrap-up before this song got too stale and I wouldn't be allowed to talk about it anymore. Um, I was really, I've really been blown away by Subin's Circle's Dream. Yeah. Uh, Subin is a member of Dal Shabet, and I have to admit, before the last few weeks, I don't know if I could have told you that she was a member of Dalshabet. I- I've been a big Dal Shibet fan for a long time, but for some reason they're one of those groups that I never learned the members' names and who played what role in the group and so on. You know, I could recognize them from the videos, but I had no idea that they had a vocalist who is as good as Subin.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean I I agree. I've liked their music. I've always thought they were kind of underrated and and I guess I'm part of that because I never really took the time to like fully know them. So when when I first saw that this song was released, I I sort of dismissed it without even listening to it. Because I was like, oh, it's like a solo release from a group that I like but don't love. It didn't really interest me that much. But then I saw all this praise.
0: Right, yeah, these come out all the time. The vocalist from some group will come out with a solo. And you really don't want to get your hopes up
1: when that happens. Right, but this has turned out to be... Very good and very weird and unique, and the whole release is great, and, it, yeah, it's it's pretty mind-blowing, actually. Yeah, I went back, of course, and, and listened to all the Subin
0: that I've been missing. You know, she she does a lot of the writing and production, um, which I don't give extra credit for, but it's good, at least, in the, because it means that even if this isn't hugely commercially successful, which it hasn't been, that it increases the chances that she'll get to keep doing this kind of thing. Yeah. So... Aside from her talents as a vocalist, which I'm really impressed with, the song itself is really well-crafted. You know, on first listen, a lot of K-pop songs takes a few listens to sort of acclimate yourself and appreciate it and become a, a big fan of I, I really liked this song the first time I listened to it. But the more I listened to it and, and dug into it, looked at the lyrics and so on, it's really a altogether a really well-crafted and thought-through song to get an idea, you sort of have to know what it's about. And the the lyrics, the start of the song goes, I wish I were angular. I want to hurt you too. I want to be sharp and pierce you and make you roll around just like I am now, just like I am now. And it's, that's the controlling metaphor of the song is that she's round and rolling around and wants to be sharp and angular and so on. And that's that idea and the you know the motif of a circle is pops up in a whole bunch of different ways in the song and not in obvious hit you over the head kind of ways but in in subtle ways but really kind of clever ways the most obvious way is the chorus you know it has this wordless chorus That's a circular, you know, just sort of goes around and around. And in case, you know, you think you're reading too much into it, if you look at what she's doing in the video, she does this little dance where she's twirling her fingers around in a circular motion during the chorus. So that's obviously, that's the most obvious reference to a circle. In addition to that, something that is interesting is the song starts out with this low frequency hum. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. It sounds sort of like if you're doing a recording, you might it might be something that you don't want that you're you're getting <laughs> right. because of the, you know, the line or whatever causes that. There's all sorts of tools and software and things to try to get the hum out of microphones when you're doing recordings. And it sounds sort of like that, and it cuts off, and then it comes back on, and it cuts off. And obviously, that's sort of a rotational kind of idea, and it's emphasized in the video because there's a circle being drawn at the start, and it when the humming is going, it's drawing, and then it pauses... Then when it comes back, it continues, and that goes on throughout the song. You you don't hear it through most of the song, but when the instrumentals really pull back and there's not much going on, you can hear it again, and you can hear it again at the end. Yeah. So there's there's just so much in this song, in in addition to just the vocals. And you know, you might be tempted to say that it's a coffee house indie sort of song, but it takes advantage of a lot of the things that you don't do with that kind of music that you do in. Pop music, where her voice—you know—she's her own backup singer, right? And they do interesting things with the production that is more than you would expect from just an indie coffeehouse sort of song.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing that stands out to me is that it it has this very odd sound palette, and it's it's kind mm-hmm. of sparse and kind of weird sounds and breathy sounds, and her voice, and it has the sort of aesthetic of that. Coffee house folk pop thing, but but with a much more interesting actual soundscape.
0: Yeah, so that's been that song just blew me away. That's what I've that's the only thing I've been listening to. (laughs)
1: All right, well, I'm gonna hold you to uh, picking two more songs, so
0: okay, all right, I'll come up with something. All
1: right, well, one of the ones that I have been obsessed with lately is Lovelies, their new Mm -hmm. song, Wow. Lovelies is a group that I've always really been into since their debut they have this very well I don't want to say very unique because other other groups do this but they have this very particular sound of this extremely cute and catchy surface but also these very complicated jazzy chords and this dense production almost like video gamey sounding music and this really just really intricately composed and produced tracks those pairings are are very interesting
0: yeah i'm glad you said that to me they're really a, a great example that cute doesn't have to mean simple
1: yes absolutely that's that's you know what i've always found really interesting about this group and this song definitely plays with that it is kind of more straightforward in terms of the structure but it still has these weird chords and these key changes between the verse and the chorus and these kind of very catchy melodies but also just there's just more depth there but what i think is really cool is in the the verses this is actually something that you've talked about a lot on this podcast is they have these really rhythmic repeated lyrics and i was actually try- i was trying this earlier and these are very difficult to say at tempo uh, but it starts kumpa kumpa kampak and i i can't go from the mp to the k that quickly um and yeah. then gunji 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 and then kamjak 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 and that that kind of repeated short rhythmic lyric throughout all those verses is really it's just really great i i think we've talked about it a few times on this show about the sort of rhythmic nature of the Korean language that just adds such this interesting dynamic that you don't get with English, where these short, you know, every syllable has a, a hard consonant, so you get these sort of really rhythmic words, and I think they use that to like a great effect here in the song. Come back, come back, come back.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the structure. I think I may have been fooled on the structure, and may, maybe you can straighten me out on this. The first few times I listened to it, I thought, you know, it starts out with, as you said, it has the kumchuk, 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 wow, yeah. and, you know, da-da-da-da, wow, wow, wow. And so I thought I was listening to the chorus, because the name of the song is Wow. <laughs> right. That, that could kind of be a chorus. And then the next part sounds almost like a pre-chorus, mm-hmm. which I guess either way... It is. it is a pre-chorus right and the next part which i think most people think of as you know da-da-da-da-da, mystery right. is to me that could almost be a verse because it's not wow it doesn't have repeated it doesn't have hooks in it you know i, I almost thought that, I, that it was like chorus pre-chorus verse you know they had inverted the normal order
1: yeah wow you know it's really interesting i i haven't thought about this but you're right that in a, in a lot of ways the repeated word wow section mm-hmm. is very chorus like in that it's the same every time and it has the title and it's this very it very catchy and then the other part the uh <laughs> we can both agree that the pre-chorus <laughs> that what you label the pre-chorus sounds like a pre-chorus cuz it's building up and then what happens after that that section those lyrics also repeat every time that it appears that's true and to me, just the arrangement feels bigger there. Even though kind of the chords and the melody don't feel as like in your face. I just always heard that as a chorus. But I think maybe maybe it'd be interesting. I might take the sound file and cut it up and reorder it and see what it would sound like with that part coming first and then the wow Coming after the pre-chorus, and see, I, I think the chords might be weird doing that. But just seeing what that would sound like to center that in the song. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't have an answer. I don't know that you really like need to have an answer. Sure. But I think that's kind of what's what's interesting about the song.
0: So my my next song is a little bit of a departure from what from those first two. <sighs> um, <laughs> you know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, if Subin. Is about subtlety and nuance. B.A.P.'s Dystopia is a little
1: more in your face, I think. Can I interject here before you yeah. do your spiel about the song? So you told me what songs you were going to do for this episode. And I saw, you know, Subin. I, I know that song. I saw B.A.P. I thought, I know that song. And then your next one, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> and then when I was looking closer in preparation for this episode, and I was listening to all of our picks again, I noticed you didn't pick the title track from this new BAP release. You pick a, an album cut, which you do from time to time, which I think is exciting and cool. So I was like, oh, I, I haven't heard this one yet. So I plug it into YouTube, start listening, and I just... It it blows my mind that...
0: <laughs> it's so good.
1: That you picked this song and we'll talk about it more but you had the opportunity to talk about wake me up the title track which is a, it's a, it's not my favorite song but it's very catchy uh it's good and it has this like important social message about anxiety and depression and suicide and it's this really meaningful track and then you pick this instead dystopia i don't yes wh- why
0: it's it's so it's a, interesting and also I like it. Okay. But it's interesting and also I have to say in my partial defense also Apple Music has a little star next to it indicating that it is also a single. But I I, I, mean, I there's think no there's a maybe a mistake because there's yeah. no yeah. I don't know why that's there but it, it was at least enough to trick me and give me a little <laughs> extra courage to pick this as my song off that album.
1: All right, tell tell me about Dystopia.
0: So for for those who haven't heard it It's a, I think it's a very fun mashup, but it's very heavily heavy metal. I don't even know if influenced is a strong enough word. It starts out as, it sounds like it's a a heavy metal anthem. And even a lot of the vocals are the sort of of vocals that you would expect in a heavy metal song. I, I think that in the mix, the vocals are a little more prominent than you would hear in most heavy metal music. They're not quite fighting to be heard over the music as much as, as would ordinarily be the case. And it's the song is sort of contrasting utopia and dystopia. And, you know, I think there's even some connection to the Wake Me Up song, because part of the lyrics are, wake up, this isn't a utopia, it's dystopia. And, you know, after the introduction with all the heavy metal, there is a section where it gets a little quieter and more poppy and the vocals are more poppy. And I think that just sort of fits in where that's a little more utopia. And then the, the heavy metal is the dystopia. And along with that, you get not only the pop and the heavy metal, but you get a little bit of scratching and rapping in there, which...
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> but that fits in with this idea of chaos and lack of order. And it's, that's what we expect in K-pop. I mean, right. You can mix things together. Everything is over the top. This is so over the top. It's great
1: You know what everything that you're saying is it's hard for me to disagree with it's just the the end result <laughs> is is Not appealing to me at all and it's it's kind of funny You know, we're we're in this world where everything is retro mania and you're like, oh, well, what is the sound from? 15 years ago that I can take and so far, very few people have said, "Oh, remember Corn and, and Limp Bizkit and they're still around. Scott. Like, well, yes, they though both of those bands are still around. But remember those hits from the early two thousands, those new metal hits. <laughs> Why? What if we? What if we make a K pop song that sounds like that? And I, I'm not sure anyone anyone but you needed that.
0: Well, you know, there's a little bit of a trend here. The Dreamcatcher had some very heavy yes, rock but, influences but in
1: a, in a different way
0: in a different way sure but it's it, more of in a, a J-pop way this this right. is certainly in its own category no doubt but even you know even G-Friend has a little rock guitar solo yeah in their title tracks or in their it's, singles honestly
1: it's more the screaming and the the record scratching and the rapping <laughs> it's the full embrace of that new metal uh that I, I i don't think that we need although there were hints of it in wake me up which I, is why i thought maybe that's a better choice because it has some shades of that sort of uh, even the title sort of is reminiscent of that evanescence song but, you know, it has some of that, but it's still definitely passable as a K-pop song. But, I, you know, I, I give you kudos to pick in a, a very bold choice here.
0: I mean, if somebody's going to do it, B.A.P. is, is the band. Because they are always, even if, though it's not usually rock influenced, they're very heavy and intense. And this is sort of uh, either get hyped song or angry song you know i can see somebody blasting this under the right circumstances this might be just exactly the song you need all right (laughs) all right take my word for it scott put it put it away until you need it
1: that's true one day i'm going to need this song and i'll thank you you will so so one group that it's kind of interesting i i always like their releases i even i saw them at k-con and they were very good and then I always kind of forget about them, and <laughs> I forget nah, how I much how, how much I like them. But the group is B2B. They had a song a few years ago uh, called Beep Beep. Do you remember that track? No. I was uh, I was really into that song. But then, yeah, I mean, I would just sort of, I would never remember them as like, oh, that's one of those boy bands I really like, until they would put out a new song. And then I'd listen to it and say, oh, yeah, this band is good. Um, I, I always kind of forget about them. But they're back. They're back with a track called Movie, which is a little bit dancier and more upbeat for them compared to most of their stuff. They do have a a decent number of ballads and and that sort of thing, which I'm not as into. But this is a a really up-tempo dance track. It's got splashy horns and really... uh, really great vocal performances and interesting vocal production. There's some vocoder stuff that comes in and out alongside their their really good voices. It's, It's sort of a straightforward romantic song like oh you know let's have a relationship like it's the movie and the music video is sort of each of the different boys plays out you know a different movie so there's eight mile and grease and pulp fiction and it's sort of silly i think there was actually um there was a super junior song a few years ago that was like this like each boy is in a different movie sort of concept. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, well,
0: we were talking about AOA did that Oh and, yeah, uh, Twice yeah. has done that.
1: Yeah, so it's it's kind of a stock thing. That it's, yeah. it's nothing particularly— And the Joker shows up,
0: who and, just yes. that alone is is all over the place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the Joker and Holly, Harley Quinn. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's nothing particularly great that's, like, stand out about it that I want to mention, just that it's a really catchy and fun song, and they're a group that I kind of tend to forget about, and I, I shouldn't. I got to try to remember these guys more often.
0: Yeah, well like you said they they don't always come out with really great dance music which is what we tend to gravitate towards. So I think that might be one reason they don't always come to mind. So I'm really glad to see them do that. And I'm also really glad that it was successful. It's a good song and it's great that Cube is seems like Cube is back in the game.
1: Yeah, I mean this is this is uh their lifeline here.
0: <laughs> right. Well, right. They've had management problems. Obviously, they've lost a bunch of artists. They they still have Hyanna. So she's touring in the U.S. right now. I
1: know. I just, I missed it. Probably. Oh, Scott. I know.
0: Unforgivable. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think they're on an uptick. I mean, this was, like I said, it's a good song, successful. I think CLC, even though they weren't that commercially successful, I think their album was really good. And I think they've got a chance. So I think Cube might still pull through this. I'm hoping. We'll see. All right, so my last pick is, I had a hard time. There's so many interesting things out there, but I really can't pass up on a, a Brave Girls song. They have released a mini album, and their single from that is called Rolling. And I think this fits into, this is another non-subtle song. This is pretty much a classic Brave Brothers song in a lot of ways. The most obvious thing, and I feel like I talk about this all the time, but it has, the first few times I listen to it, there's a few Jiminesque, haze in there that you notice, but actually listening more closely, there's a whole lot of haze that are mixed in quietly and subtly in the background in in the pre-chorus and the chorus and post-chorus that if you, if you really listen, you, the, the hay count is pretty high
1: in this one. <laughs> did, you, did you count?
0: I did not count. Okay. I did not. Don't quiz me, but there's a lot. <laughs> it's well into the double digits. It's, it, you might think it's just two if you listen casually, but there's more. Right, right. There's an interesting element that you've pointed out before in other songs, where there's an English word rhyming with Korean word. Oh yeah, that I noticed. The line "You want to touch me, I know," and then there's Korean that ends with Anna. and they sort of emphasize the that rhythm so that you do time together. And with the way it's pronounced, it uh, it definitely sounds like a rhyme, even if technically maybe "ano" and "i know" don't rhyme. Right. Right. So that's kind of a cool thing. I'd, I'd never really noticed that before you pointed that out in another song, but that seems like good songwriting to me.
1: You know, one thing I, I found really cool about this is the chorus where they're just repeating rollin', 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 rollin'. Yeah. Because of the, the language, and, and this is kind of similar to, like, what I think you were talking about on the last episode with the Red Velvet track, but you get this, um, the R's and L's are are, are similar, uh, it's yeah. kind of in, indistinguishable, so you get this very interesting. It's more like a, a nonsense syllable than it is like the word "rollin." So you get this sort of la, la 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 in the chorus kind of sound, which I think is really cool.
0: Yeah, if you don't get hung up on whether it's you know good pronunciation or not, it sounds really good.
1: Yeah, but but what I mean is, and and similar to that Red Velvet song, and I'm sorry I wasn't on that episode to talk about this with you, but I'm sorry to <laughs> It's like, it seems intentional, like they're playing into this sound.
0: Yeah, I think this is actually kind of another category. And I, I was wondering whether I was going to, I don't want to become the pronunciation nanny, you know, for K-pop, because I really don't think it's that important. But I, I do think that it's interesting to me, at least, that this is kind of a different category. You know, as we said, with Red Velvet, like Russian roulette, that's English, properly pronounced, uh, rookie was a Korean loan word pronounced in Korean because it's being treated as a Korean word. Right. But I think there's also another category of, I know Japan and Korea are not the same country, but there are some similarities. I, I taught English in Japan for a little while, and students there, most people learn English, but they learn it to pass written tests. Right. So you learn to pronounce things. There's not no real attempt a lot of times to pronounce things the way that you would pronounce them in native English. You just learn to pronounce them well enough using the elements of that language. And I'm guessing that that's similar in Korean. In fact, I've seen kind of a running gag with Wendy of Red Velvet when she uses proper English. People act like, what are you talking about? And then she pronounces it using the Korean pronunciation. (laughs) Right, 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 right. So I think this is a, I mean, it's a choice, you know, with the Wonder Girls, they worked really hard, and Boa worked really hard to pronounce it properly. But I think it's also a reasonable choice to use the Korean pronunciation of English, which is another category, a little bit different from rookie. But that's where that's where I would put this.
1: Yeah, I, I can buy that.
0: Yeah. So as I said, it, there are a lot of elements that you would expect from Brave Brothers. One thing that I sort of went back and looked at was the beat is you call it four on the floor when it, the bass drum hits every right. beat. Right. Right. And I went back and listened, and there's not a lot of Brave Brothers songs that use that Four on the Floor. You know, I wouldn't have been surprised if I went back and found that a lot. But really, Hello Venus had I'm Ill, yeah, which was a very EDM club kind of song. And I think maybe you could say that was Four on the Floor, but not nearly as clearly and obviously as this song.
1: I, I was going to say, actually, this has a lot more elements of like a Western pop or EDM pop than I would typically associate with Brave Brothers. Yeah. I think you identified that as sort of the main feature, actually, that four on the floor. And also some of the, the way the synths bubble up sound, you know, a lot more like EDM than uh, traditional K-pop stuff.
0: I think, sadly, it looks like it, it doesn't really matter what uh, what they do with Brave Girls. They're They're struggling.
1: You know, I don't mean this to sound crass, yeah. but, but it's a very sexy music video and uh, yeah. you would think maybe maybe that would help. I mean, that's kind of the case with all their music videos, I guess.
0: It is, and you almost, you almost. I don't know if pandering is the right word, but right. it really seemed almost kind of desperate as they go right. from the... Right, too much, yeah. Right, like, I mean, Deepened was fine. I mean, that was a sexy video, but you didn't wonder about that one. But then High Heels, some of the choreography, and then the next concept was like a swimming party
1: <laughs> yeah. concept. And in, in, in this one, they wear uh, uh, small dresses and lay in a, a puddle together, <laughs> you know, lay on top of each other. <laughs> right.
0: Right. And they have a choreography video shot from behind. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what, what else have you got for us, Scott?
1: Well, you know, this is an interesting one. Uh, we talked on our Wonder Girls episode about the very sad and tragic disbandment of uh, Wonder Girls. We were talking about how Yeni is leaving JYP and what that might mean for her solo music career. And Stephen, you, you expressed particular disdain for her chosen solo artist named Hotfelt, which yes. which
0: I because it's not good.
1: <laughs> I could be wrong about this, but it is at, at least it's one of the, the only artist name that has like a colon in it <laughs> it's just right there in the middle. Yeah. Um, and
0: I don't get, you know, usually there's. A horrible pun or some kind of inappropriate uh, not necessarily inappropriate but odd acronym but i just don't i understand that it means heartfelt right but what is the other reason what oh else yeah is it yeah saying? it
1: doesn't there's no like two uh two ways of looking at it it's just a bad right. spelling of heartfelt okay yeah. that's what i thought yeah uh, so it's it's not an official release, as in, like, hey, here's my new album, but it is. Yenny is going to be part of this travel variety show called Cross Country. It's her, it's two members of Spica, uh, and an actress, and it's basically. I don't know exactly what it is they're traveling around and making episodes about it. Uh, she. Yenny will be in California. I think they filmed it in November, uh, but it's coming out soon. She recorded a song for this show. I I think maybe all of them are doing that for their respective episodes, but it is being released under the name Hotfelt. So it's kind of a weird thing where I don't know that it actually like has a label behind it, other than you know, her working for this NBC show. But she is keeping the name for now, it seems like.
0: See, you would think, you know, Cube is hanging on for dear life to Beast. JYP presumably is not going to let the Wonder Girl's name loose. Why do they have to make an exception for Hot felt? Just JYP should hold on to that, not let anybody right. ever use that again for any reason.
1: Right. Unless it's, it's something about the contracts of when they filmed the show, when it was agreed to... Versus oh, okay. when the breakup happened, you know, because, I mean, she made this before they disbanded. So it's possible that whatever the contract negotiations were, it allowed her to still use this name. And then maybe in the future she will not be able to. It's it's still unclear.
0: Well, the truth is, it would be a shame for her to lose that name if she, I mean, if she likes it, and if, especially if she's releasing a song under that name right now... She ought to be able to hold on to that name.
1: So this is a song called Through the Sky, and similar to her album that came out under Hot Felt, it doesn't sound anything like K-pop, or maybe that's a stretch, but it sounds very unique, uh, which is what really attracted me to that album. It's not necessarily that it sounds exactly like Western pop, but it has a lot more of those elements in the production style, Uh, and in the songwriting, it's like a little bit weirder. She does a lot of different kinds of structural things with those songs. And this is kind of similar. It's a little bit more straightforward structurally and melodically, but it has almost a sort of tropical house vibe that is very popular now, this sort of EDM sound, and just kind of a, a much more Western aesthetic, which I guess fits with the episode of her traveling through California. But it's not like a... A big release. I there's no music video for it now. I don't think she'll promote it or anything. I think it's just part of this TV show that's coming out. But it is a it's a pretty good song.
0: Yeah, I only got a chance to listen to it once, but I think it's a good song. I'm a I'm actually a fan of her music, and it's good. You know, anytime she can get in the studio and do something, I'm I'm in favor of it.
1: Yeah, and you know her voice is kind of interesting. It's a little breathy and weak sometimes, which in a lot of ways, can make it very emotionally powerful. And in this song, it doesn't I don't know that it's necessarily the best kind of voice for this song. I mean, she does not sound bad, but I'm just thinking ahead of like another episode is gonna be with speakers Bo Young, who is like very great singer. <laughs> um so yeah. so i I don't know like how it'll stack up against like something like that. I think her voice tends to sound better when it's put in a more emotional space that can allow that kind of weakness and vulnerability to be an asset but you know it's it's still very good and i am always happy to hear anything from her and hopefully this means that we will maybe this year or next get uh another substantial release from hot
0: through the sky So no the well, you know, talking about weak voices and strong voices, it's, it's hard to miss that we chose to talk about Subin and Yenny.
1: And Taeyeon
0: has come out with a full studio album Very true. recently.
1: But you know what? And, and I think you sort of said this to me when we were talking about this episode. But I don't think either of us really cared for that release from Taeyeon.
0: Yeah. I mean, as you know, she was, I thought she put out one of my favorite albums yeah. last year. And I thought out of 12 songs, surely right. there's going to be something. I almost tweeted, I went, th- I listened to a whole Tayon album and I didn't hit the heart button <laughs> one time. And it's not that I didn't like it. I mean, I thought the songs were good and well-produced and she does a great job. And they're, they're worth listening to, but none of them, I'm, you know, none of them wowed me.
1: Yeah. While, while we're here in this in this section at the end where we're just mentioning other things that happened in this time period that we're not picking, mm-hmm. and we're talking about strong vocalists, can, can we just mention this Bak Instagram Live thing? Have you heard about this? No. So Bak from 15and, although I don't know that they even exist anymore outside of just the two members doing solo stuff. But so she was doing an Instagram Live chat the other day. And I guess there are rumors of her dating a producer and, you know, you know how netizens are with anyone dating anyone. So, so I guess people were like uh, hating on her in the comments. And so the video is very funny because she's just sort of sitting there not saying anything for a while, just reading. And then out of nowhere, just says,
0: fuck you too,
1: bitch. And then goes back to not saying anything for a long time, which is very funny.
0: Well, you wonder with the V app and uh, all these sort of live interaction between fans and idols, it's it gives rise to a lot of opportunities for some, some ugly incidents.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, if she's sitting there and, you know, she's young, I think she's still, you know, maybe just 19, and she's getting all these people cursing at her in the comments of her Instagram live video, like, hey, good for her, you know? <laughs> yeah. I always appreciate all the love from international fans thank you so so much
0: yeah no i don't i don't know how they i don't know how the idols deal with that it's so crazy and my korean friends tell me it's worse than even you think right it's just so toxic social media is so toxic and i remember yuna you know from girl's generation talking about that one time and tearing up about how hard that was and how hard it was on her family and i'm thinking yuna
1: right like who hates yuna <laughs> yeah there's, you know, <laughs> yeah. There's always a reason to be found. Um, I don't, I don't know how we got here, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been great. I'm glad we got to wrap up some of these songs and and events that have been happening. Yeah, it lately. needed to be done. Yeah. All right. So, if you guys out there have any thoughts about songs that have come out in the past few weeks that we did not talk about, that you think. Maybe we should have. Uh, let us know on either Facebook or Twitter at Kpop Unmuted. You could also leave a comment on this episode at kpopunmuted.com. And, of course, you know, subscribe, tell your friends, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That helps other people find the show and help us spread the good word about our favorite K-pop. And if you would like to follow Steven, uh, where can people do that?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Tennessee Appeal.
1: Cool. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Scott Toronto That's I-N-T-E-R-R-A-N-T-E. We've got some uh, interesting and exciting things coming up. I hope so. We will be able to talk about that soon. But uh, stay tuned. So yeah. So stay. <laughs> so stay tuned, and uh, we will talk to you next time.